Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 30th, 2020. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept the new normal. Oh, we're talking about that today. Fitting in is overrated. Oh, we're talking about that today. Personal responsibility is, what is it, guys? The new counterculture deferral gratification golden age. That's where we are today. All right, dudes. Hello, my elite friends. I am in Salt Lake City, and the clock says it's 1333 here, which means in Baltimore, it's 333. All right, dudes. I'm I'm happy to be in Utah for the second time in my life. Uh, if you have questions, it's the Beyond Bitcoin show. You could ask some Bitcoin ones too, I guess. I'm going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin. Uh, I've got answers. If you, you could do a super chat, you could type in Bitcoin Meister. Just get my attention. Tomorrow, I'm going to be on Anders's channel at, uh, and I'll tweet it out. So follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That'll be at 1.40 p.m. Baltimore time, right after UK Bitcoin Masters show, which is at 1 p.m. Baltimore time. So I, I'm happy to be guest, to be a guest on Andrew's show. I've been on this show before. He's just starting out his show again. Uh, hey, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm doing what's making me happy. And I'm going to go running after this. Now, speaking about what's making me happy, <laughs> the thumbnail, I found this old picture back in, in Baltimore uh, of, a, of me at Red Maple, a club that is no longer in Baltimore, when I used to value my wealth in women. And you can see one of the women I, I guess I valued my wealth in uh, for a little bit there. Uh, I had forgotten her name until I saw, it took me a little while to remember her name. I'm not going to say her name. Um, but it's a, it's a cool, it's a funny picture. I, I guess I'm drunk in the picture. And uh, yeah, I thought I'd share it with everyone. It's the Beyond Bitcoin show. It brings back memories. That is the only woman I've ever, and I did not have, um, I mean, I made out with her the night I made, uh, that was the furthest I ever got with her, uh, the night I, I met her. And uh, she got some money out of me because I, I took her somewhere uh, eventually. We, we went to the Edgar Allan Poe, something with Edgar Allan Poe, because um, that's a big Baltimore thing. Uh, I probably got her a drink also at one point, but that's all I lost from that. Uh, she's the only woman and she was a, a pretty woman. Um, the only woman I've ever attempted to be close with who had a baby when she was 16 years old, or she might've been younger. I, in my, the people that I met in life, um, or ladies I met in life because I, thank God my parents, you know, to send me to private school. I, I always I, I met people who had pretty good darn lives. She um, had a baby when she was 16, and uh, so uh, and I guess now her her she is a grown child. It, it was I know a lot of you are saying you never you know dated a not that I dated her um, a girl that had a, had, a, had a child when she was 16. No, I never did. Um, most of my guy friends, uh, my guy friends, I mean, they didn't have kids until. Uh, they're, they're at earliest, they're late 20s, okay? And same with my, my female friends that I went to, to school with until their late 20s, they didn't have kids. Um, my, my own siblings did not have kids. So to, to be around someone that had a baby when they were a teenager was um, very different, but she was, a nice, she was a nice person and everything. She had a, a boyfriend, and this is a beyond Bitcoin moment, right? 
This is getting, you could fast forward through this, dudes. She, she, so I was wise with that woman too, pictured there. I was wise, even though I valued my wealth in women back then. Didn't, there was no, there, at that point, there was Bitcoin, I think. But um, I, I was, one thing that I, I did that was smart, um, you know, she was playing mind games and everything, like, oh, sorry, I didn't talk to you that day or whatever. She had a guy, an ex boyfriend who was like, like somewhat violent or something and 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 like with she he'd be stalking her and she'd want attention from the dude and i knew even then i knew even then avoid 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 now but basically it's common sense if someone has like a violent ex-boyfriend that sort of comes back to them sometimes you don't you don't mess with that so there's your lesson of the days guys um i i would advise you know my experience in life it's unfortunate that people do, you know, they have these experiences. They have babies when they're 16. They have violent boyfriends. Avoid those type of people. If you, you know, you're, you're searching for the white bright lady out there, you know, I mean, I know to, in today's uh, age, you're, you're supposed to hate people that have parents that care about them. Um, they, they grew up in traditional middle-class backgrounds uh, in nice suburbs and stuff. You're supposed to dislike those people. If you're trying to find a mate, those, those are good people, no, normal people. And, and, and again, a lot of them might be 80 percenters that believe everything they, they see on TV, but at least you're not going to encounter, you know, someone that has a baby already, someone uh, that, you know, has a violent stalker. Uh, and, and that's good for your health. That, that, that's good for your health. So there, there's a little bit of a base there if you're looking for uh, ladies and whatnot, but I, that's not what we're into here. Value your wealth in freaking Bitcoin. Anyway, retweet this, dudes, on TechBalt. Uh, I just put it out there in the uh, in the chat. At uh, Roman Q says, in Baltimore, did you notice many businesses that have recently gone bankrupt, presumably for forced shutdowns, dude? Well, um, I didn't really drive around Baltimore very much. I, I was based in the suburbs, and I, you know, what? And I ran in the suburbs. And the, in the suburbs, there, I mean, there were a couple things that might maybe looked a little different. But when I took the light rail, and I'm going to tell you my light rail story. So, again, I, I'm a big rebel because in I was on the Baltimore public transportation system. I was on the Salt Lake City public transportation system yesterday. I was on a plane. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Adam, you can get sick that way. No, you can't. But if you're healthy, you can't. Uh, but what I noticed going through downtown Baltimore, there was a lot more graffiti. There, there were de there was definitely uh, some em emptier places that have gone down in Baltimore City. So Baltimore City looked messier, okay, uh, to say the least. Also, the light rail in Baltimore has the worst public transportation system of any major city in the United States of America in terms of reliability. Okay, I, <laughs> you, you get on the light rail. And then the third to last stop or second last stop before BWI, before the airport, they tell you to get off. It's not going to BWI. This is the first thing. It's not going to BWI. We're doing construction. Okay. And then all of a sudden, another one doesn't come for like 45 minutes. People are waiting there. Employees at BWI, poor people, poor people. They, they're, they're late to their job because of this nonsense. No warning at all. Now, now, me, I was, I only had, by the time I got to BWI, my flight was going to take off in like 57 minutes by the time I got to the counter, okay? That's cutting it real close for me. I like to get there early, earlier than that. So, um, but because hardly anyone's traveling anymore, 
uh, I got, I, you know, I, 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 I don't go through the machine. I don't go through the naked body scanner. The guy who frisked me was like the, he gave me the roughest frisk I'd ever get gotten. I think he didn't like that. I had my fake, my mask down when he first saw me. Uh, because again, when you're in the airport, when you get on the plane, you do have to wear a mask. So unfortunately I, I have like, I mean, my, my family gave me masks. I mean, I, I've accumulated, I've never bought a mask. People have just given me masks, but I was wearing the, the filthiest one that I have that like actually has stains on it and stuff. Um, because just anyway, but so the, the, the dude even said, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, I still have to give you the traditional pat down. And he seemed angry that he had to do it. He was a wimp. He's scared. I mean, whatever. He's scared. He's a, he's a, I mean, he was a little overweight and everything. And don't, don't be that guy. Don't work for TSA, first of all. And, and uh, don't be bitter that, you know, this is what you signed up for, dude. You signed up to grab my, you know, private parts. That's what your job is, dude. And if you don't like that, I, that I, my mask is half down or that you have to wear a mask or that you're scared because CNN told you to be scared, tough luck. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Compete, don't complain. Um, get another job, dude. But I, I get, it, it is sad that uh, the, the Baltimore uh, the transit, the public transportation is the worst in the United States of America. I, I, I think uh, that's an objective. Uh, that's objective. And so Salt Lake City, um, it was great. Salt Lake City, there was a, there was a little bit of an issue um, uh, because I didn't know that you had to now take a shuttle to the light rail. But it arrived. It arrived. Got there, and the shuttle driver's like, "Do you need a pass for the light rail?" I'm like, "Sure." She just gave me a free ticket, so it was free, uh, and, and it was very efficient. Got me right to where I needed to go. I still haven't been outside in, in Salt Lake City yet uh, during the day. It was I got here at night, at, at, uh, but so again, there, there's your question, Roman Q. Guys, remember you can play this at two X if you don't like this kind of thing. Uh, we have people talking about the debate. I'm going to talk about the debate in a second. People were watching it on the plane. I was not during that that part. I I was sleeping during that part. Actually, uh, I have no desire. I haven't seen the debate. I know. What, I'm going to tell you what it was all about, though. Uh, all right. I lost my train of thought. But this is to be on Bitcoin show. Good to see everyone. So Jeffrey Tucker uh, has a great tweet out there. And he says, lockdowners are the new totalitarians. Pound that like button, Jeffrey Tucker. You might not be right about Bcash, but you are correct about lockdowners are the new totalitarians. So uh, obviously, if I was on a plane, that means I I'm in the middle of a long fast because anytime I travel, I do not eat on those days. But it's a 72-hour fast. Yeah, you're supposed to have two of those a year. I make sure I have two at least 72-hour fast a year. And of course, I had a 120-hour fast uh, back in June. So this is that was obviously more than 72. So here's another 72. It'll be over. I don't know what it's going to end up being because it'll be 72 hours at three o'clock here, and I'm going to go running. So it's going to it's going to probably be like 73 or 74 hours. The point is, it started on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. So the first 25 hours was a dry fast. I didn't. It was on a Jewish holiday. Uh, a Jewish fasting, uh, when you do a Jewish fast for a holiday, you don't drink water. That's like a – and I don't advise people doing a dry fast for over 25 hours, okay? So the way I broke the Yom Kippur fast, broke the fast, was by drinking water. So that ended the Jewish fast, but my regular uh, secular fast 
has, and as you can see, I, I'm energetic and I'm going to go running. And again, I do not advise people to go running when you have fasted over 70 hours, which I'm about to do. I do not, I cannot guarantee you that is healthy. I cannot guarantee you for God, my body is used to it. I don't have uh, adverse effects, um, but I can't, uh, I have to get my run in though. Uh, tw 20 miles a week, baby. Actually, I don't really have because I ran yesterday. I really don't have to run, but I, I want to see Salt Lake City, man. I want to see this place. I I was in Salt Lake City when I was much younger. Um, I drove through it uh, on 80. I camped out in Utah. So before today, I spent about 24 hours in the state of Utah. So I'm about to double that time. And of course, I'm going to be here till, until Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. And, uh, you know, because of everything that happened in Baltimore, I, it's good to get out of Baltimore and everything. And my family is doing very well. My family is my mother is handling handling the situation as, as, as best as you can, as you can imagine. Uh, losing your husband and your mother 22 months apart um, is it, just is something um, I, I don't wish upon anyone. And, uh, you know, she's she's a strong my mom is a strong woman. Like my grandmother was a strong woman. So uh, everyone is, is, you know, they're handling it. Okay. So moving on, we want to, uh, uh, we want to, we want to talk about the happy times because, Hey man, we remember our glorious relatives who taught us so much, but you know, we're here in the golden age and we're going to, we're going to live it for them, baby. Pound that like button. All right. Uh, so yeah. So fa fast again, um, just that's my fasting thing. I, um, as energetic as ever. And I got to say on the plane, the Southwest airlines plane, uh, they tell, they, they tell you, you got to even cover your nose. I didn't cover my nose the whole time. They, they weren't really checking. There were some people that had face guards on the Salt Lake city airport. When I landed, now this was a little weird. Salt Lake city airport. When I landed definitely had more people in it. And that was like eight 45 at night. Then the Baltimore airport, BWI, which is a much larger airport, um, did at uh, when I left. When did I leave BWI yesterday? I don't even remember now. It's so confused. Three o'clock I left BWI yesterday. Uh, so that, that was a little odd. That Now, Salt Lake City Airport, <laughs> you had to walk quite far for the baggage claim. That was like the longest baggage claim walk I've ever had. And it, I mean, it might be because of the... Uh, the, the part of the airport we landed in. They don't give Southwest good gates, I guess. They, uh, this is seems to be a Delta airport here. Yeah, the Delta seems to have a big hub here. Uh, maybe one of the reasons there were more people here than in Baltimore was because because in, in Maryland, you have a choice of where you fly out of. I mean, depending where you live. In me, it's BWI I got to fly out of. But if you live in you know, Anne Arundel County, Howard County, uh, Montgomery County, especially, you can you can fly out of Dulles, you can fly out of National, you can fly out of BWI. Here in Utah, you got to fly up. This is it, man. You, out of Salt Lake, that, that's it. So maybe that's the reason. But maybe the people here in Utah aren't as freaked out as the people in, in Maryland. I don't know. You you tell me, people. But yeah, so I saw some nonsense on the plane, some nonsense in BWI, not as much nonsense in Utah. Uh, but to each his own, if you want to wear a face guard, go wear your face guard. De definitely some people who don't give a darn about it. If, if you're at the airport, if you're not scared to get on a plane at this point, you're pretty much not. I mean, I don't see how you can be freaked out by, by much concerning the situation. 
but there's again, there were still a few. There were some face guards, and you know, they they, they weren't hurting me. That's good. Um, and I was I was definitely walking around BWI. You know, when I wasn't going through security or when I wasn't on a plane, I, I had the mask down. Of course, of course, it was a filthy mask. Uh, maybe I should show it to you. Where, where is it? I don't even know where it is. It's laying on the ground. I, such a joke. Uh, so let's talk about who who scares people. Let's talk about CNN here. This headline, uh, is this the one here? They know how to scare common 80 percenters, okay? They know how to get those people to watch their shows. And I I, you know, I talked to some people when I, when I was in Baltimore, and there are definitely some people that you, you can tell what they're watching. You can tell. They don't know anything about T-cell immunity, nothing of the sort. They, they don't know that it's, it's possible that 50% of the people on the planet have, have T-cell immunity because they already got another similar uh, sickness. But hey, they, they know what CNN tells them. They know this headline. Look at this headline that CNN has. This is, this is unbelievable. But hey, the, compete, don't complain. This is the way they compete for viewers. They scare the living, but you know what, out of people. And they're, they're getting great ratings because of this. And Drudge does it. Every, everyone's doing it. I don't. I mean, we're speaking the truth here. I, and they use the word experts. Experts. Everyone falls for these simple things. It is crazy. Um, uh, and, yeah, they're definitely in the panic prison. There's a panic prison headline. There is no good, no getting back to normal, experts say. The sooner we accept that, the better. <laughs> what little C-U-C-Ks? Isn't it unbelievable? Oh, oh, it's never going to be the same. The experts are telling us it's dead. Get used to it. Get used to being a little baby. Get used to being scared. This is what this is what sells. People want this. What losers? What freaking losers? If you're in motion, you beat all these people. This is. Be don't be these people, but most people are these people. Defiance over compliance. This is the ultimate compliant, and they're getting away with it. People love this stuff. People love to be compliant little bootlickers and scared and lock themselves out. And, and meanwhile, there are two different worlds out there. People are getting on with their lives and are on those planes. Okay, the Southwest, Southwest, they don't for now. They're not. Uh, the middle seats are all empty. Okay, but on the on one leg of my flight, it stopped in Vegas, by the way. It was Baltimore to Vegas to here. I didn't have to get off the plane in Vegas. Uh, Baltimore to Vegas was half filled, I'd say, a little over half filled. But uh, Vegas to here was as close to being filled with, you know, it was almost 67%, I guess. Uh, so the people are, there are people that are flying. There are people that are getting on with their lives. But then you have people that haven't been out of their houses. And you have so many businesses suffering. And people think that the, the government is going to save them with checks. We're going to talk about that in a second. But there is no new normal, okay, for, for, for people who think, okay, long live the 20% Bitcoin. I, I retweeted that CNN thing, okay, but not to, to support them, but to tell people this is nonsense. This is nonsense. All right. So, yeah, again, if, if you're stuck in the CNN mindset or anything even close to that, just think about the, the, the T-cell immunity, okay, and that the media will not talk about it at all. Carl Denninger has done a great job talking about it since March. But think about guys like me, totally healthy guys like me who can go run 
you know, after a 72 hour fast and go run three, five miles, whatever I'm going to, whatever I'm going to do out there. I, why haven't they done studies on, on dudes like us and talk about dudes like us? I was in Taiwan and Hong Kong. I ate from freaking wet markets there. Okay. The wet markets weren't as, apparently they're not as disgusting as the ones in China. I didn't see any weird animals. There were turtles and stuff and frogs, but not, not like beavers or whatever the heck, the weird animals they supposedly have in China, but whatever. I have lived a life where I've been to Asian countries where I definitely, I probably contracted all sorts of things that I don't know that I've contracted because I have a normal freaking immune system that fights that stuff off. And, and we, we don't, we don't, and I go on planes all the darn time. I go on public transportation and there are no stories about that. Like Adam Meister, a guy who's done X, Y, Z, he's fine. No, you, you have a story about some, uh, a 31 year old guy who's morbidly obese, who dies, who was a teacher or something. And that, that, that's, they, you, that's what you hear about. That's what people study. That's what people obsess over. Talk about all the people that have lived normal lives. Why? Why am I not? Why? Why am I totally fine? Well, there's a there's a number of reasons because the, the the situation isn't as serious as people think. Okay, as people are scared to be. But also, there's a T cell immunity. There's thing. It's not a not. It's not novel. It's not novel. The virus is not novel. I mean, it, it's a it's it, it's it's related to other ones. It's so clear. It's some related versions of it have been around. Okay. So maybe, okay. I don't know that the, the meta, maybe the medical definition is still novel there. The scientific definition is still novel. Um, I don't think that is though. I don't think that is if people have immunity to it. Okay. So that, so think if you're ever scared, think about people like me, okay. Who are living their freaking lives and have, uh, you know, have been, you know, been to the legendary wet markets of Asia. Okay. Let's let's go to questions here. Roman says some of my family members watched the debate last night and didn't think it was completely and didn't think it was completely insane. The case study shows how institutionalized uh, eighty percenters are. are. Um, well, it was totally insane uh, <laughs> from what I heard. Okay, it, well, it's gotten to the point where people, you know, it's it's they're slinging feces at each other basically, and that's. That's not – is that what civilization is about? A bunch of – one guy's senile. The other guy is uh, a narcissist, and this is this is who people – political parties have, have made their leaders. Again, don't value your wealth in politics. Don't value your wealth in women. Who, if they're flinging stuff at – I didn't need to watch it. All these people ask me, did I watch it? Did I watch it? No, I did not watch it at all, okay? I'm going to – Ben Shapiro, tell me what happened today. But I, I've, I've, I've heard of Carl Denninger did a good job of market ticker uh, saying what happened. And I'll, I will say this about it. What, they, what they're trying to do is just what they should be trying to do at this point. But they're talking nonsense. They're being asked nonsense questions. They're never going to give real answers. Is just try to fire up their base. And I think what, what Trump did – he, do you think Trump fired up his base more or did Joe Biden fire up his base more? OK, who has the capability to even do that? Trump does. OK, so I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, that, uh, you know, I, I saw one clip and it, it, yeah, he he's just going to get his, his voters all out. I think that's what he's using it for. It, did anyone change their mind because of that debate last night? No, I seriously doubt that. 
I seriously doubt the people who who, who watch that stuff watch it to, to change to learn and change their mind. They're just in it because that's their freaking life. It's like watching the uh, the Orioles or the Ravens or whoever. That that's their pastime. It's a complete waste of time. I, and I didn't participate in it at all. So I don't see how anyone can can see that it isn't insane and it's a show and and, and it, it's to create fear and it's disgusting. All of it. A complete waste of time. Uh, Johnny NY said, "Loving the picture of you and that girl." Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it is a good picture. And as as some of others of you who pay attention to know, I found old family oriented pictures too. I think I, on the last Beyond Bitcoin show that I showed a picture of my father and I. Uh, it was before my before my bar mitzvah. It's a lovely picture, a really a picture I love, uh, and, and I'm proud of that picture. Now, the picture that I showed for this. It's no, it's it's a nonsense picture, and it's just to teach you a lesson uh, that you got you got to be careful. They, they, I had fun. I had fun in my day. There, there's a time for fun, and there's a, there's a time to get serious. I could have been more serious back then in terms of finances and and learning about Bitcoin and learning about whatever, but I didn't. It turned out all right for me. Compete, don't complain. No regrets at all. But uh, you know, and I, I guys, I totally understand it. Uh, you know, you want to have fun and, and stop it. Right now, it, well, another thing about that that's a disgrace, I think in Baltimore, you can't do something like that anymore. If Red Maple was open, it wouldn't be open. And I'll tell you what, the old owner of Red Maple, Leonard, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I know he would be so very disappointed if the government told him to shut down. He would try to find a way around it, I'm sure. Um where who knows where he is? He he actually has a place in Puerto Rico. Leonard he he got a place in Puerto Rico before uh, there were tax benefits. All right, giving you way too much information there. He was a, he was a guy who understood at a base level how regulations stifle business. He really did. But he told me when he was much younger, he opened like a club. From wherever he from, from some small town in Pennsylvania, a small city in Pennsylvania, I forgot what it was, and and he did so well financially because there weren't regulations on it back then. Uh, well, it, the way he opened the club, <laughs> anyway, maybe it wasn't an official club. Don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. All right, uh, so but good good memories, good memories. Leonard was a, was a character. Uh, okay, mo moving on, and everybody had an opinion about Leonard. He did not. He at, at Red Maple. When something broke, he fixed it himself, and some of it was kind of falling apart. I loved how he did that. I loved – people would complain. Some of the DJs would be like, why didn't Leonard fix this? Why didn't Leonard fix the speaker, this, that, and the other? I loved it. I'm like, no, he's not wasting his money. He doesn't need to, face, he doesn't need to fix that stuff. People are still get coming in here. He was a no – if he had a YouTube channel, he would be a no fancy sets and graphics guy. The way he, it, when you turn on the lights in Red Maple, you're like, well, this place doesn't look too good. But when the lights were off and that's what the, what the club looks like, it looked good. It looked decent. It was good enough. But when you turned the lights on, you saw there were stains. There were cigarette burns in some places. But I was like, Keck, he shouldn't fix this at all. He's saving money. And you know what? Leonard's rich now. Leonard's in Puerto Rico. Leonard was always rich probably. People will complain about they were envious of Leonard. I remember that. I wasn't, I learned back then. I didn't know everything I knew now. Okay. But I, I you know, I, I was just getting into Doug Casey and stuff back then. But uh, yeah, he competed. He did not, he did not complain and he did it his way. He was a unique beast and he didn't need to fit in. It was overrated. And uh, yeah, that, that was uh, just, just, you don't, this is my whole thing here on YouTube. I'm not, I, 
if there's, I'm not, I'm not spending anything more than I have to. Okay. I'm, I'm doing well the way I am in life. And uh, so, you know, cr create your own system in whatever business and what do you need in life to be happy? Do you need, do you need a certain amount of money? Do you need a, a certain house, a certain lifestyle, a certain, you know, freedom where you can go from place to place? Uh, is it, is it, are you making a profit? You know, people tell you how to run your, don't let other people tell you how to run your business. He knew how to run that business and make money. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Don't let, if you're running a successful business, don't let anyone tell, tell you to change it and say that you're cheap. No, you're not cheap. You're rich. You make, you're making a profit. You don't add extra unnecessary. They want him to add extra unnecessary costs. People want me to add extra unnecessary costs with everything that I do in life. Don't add extra unnecessary costs. That is a, a lesson uh, I learned from Leonard at the, in the drunken days of Red Maple. All right, pound that like button. Wasn't going to even, never thought I would talk about that. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. So we, uh, we talked about the debate. Oh, let's talk about Bitcoin real quick. Obviously, it's the last day of the month. Once again, uh, it will not beat its monthly closing record. As I, as I said, it probably would not. If you believe in 210,000 block theory, it probably will do it, I think, at the end of December or the end of January. So I'm not expecting it to have – the end of November, I don't expect to close above 14,000, which is the, the highest monthly close ever. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, end of November and end of October. I'm not expecting it either. Uh, but once we get to December and January, who knows? So no surprises with, with the price of Bitcoin right now, dudes. We're one day closer to an all-time high. That's all you got to remember. And really, who gives a darn about monthly closing prices? But it's just when there is a new monthly close, it's an arbitrary date. It's a, Bitcoin doesn't care about months, how we separate months, how we, uh, you know, <laughs> it doesn't care about time, all right? In, well, in, in terms of how humans think of time, all right? Now, yeah, so there, there will be eventually there will be a new high mo a monthly close and they'll make a big deal out of, of it. But I don't think it's happening uh, this month or or November. Well, it's not, it's not happening September. It's not happening October. It's not happening November. And Event Horizon, a great uh, channel. Well, he, he could do some pretty good shows sometimes. John Michael Godier. Um, if you want to hear, if you want to learn about Venus. And the situation on Venus and possible life on Venus, he really had a good guest on uh, last Thursday. I linked to it below. CNBC, and I, I love that space stuff. I, I love to, to watch those shows. Uh, whether it be uh, John Michael Godier or um, Isaac Arthur. Uh, and then you have the most liberal of all of them. First of all, Isaac Arthur is a freaking genius. He knows to avoid politics, Okay. John Michael Godier, he gets into, I think, climate change a little bit. Then uh, Fraser Kane is the worst. Fraser Kane is, I, I love some of Fraser Kane's stuff. I can appreciate it, but he gets political and not and it's nonsense. Then the cool worlds guy, who is I he's got such a niche little topic. I love it. He he's he does research into exomoons, possible exomoons, moons of exoplanets. But he's the big he he works for Columbia. And he is just all into that liberal nonsense. But you can still learn from people like that. But I just want to put that out there. Speaking about a guy who sometimes tries to fit in because he's going to try to run for president one day, 
Mark Cuban, Americans should get a $1,000 stimulus check every two weeks. All right, great, dude. You're normalizing UBI. That's great. You're, 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 you're trying to keep get on people's – you're not the only one saying this. People, people love being stuck in their panic prisons where they don't work and they get a check from the government. Maybe someone will do that. Maybe that will be your proposal in 2024. I don't know. But we're going to hear more about that. I, I want to tell people are speaking with their feet. I, I keep on talking about people leaving California uh, because California is so beautiful. But it's policies. It's the policies with the, with the situation, the policies with taxes, the policy just – just the, the with the environment uh, is insane. And U-Haul prices going to California. If you want to move to California, U-Haul prices are really cheap. It's linked to below. Leaving California, it's expensive, okay? Because it, just, it, it, there's not enough. There's supply and demand. The U-Hauls are all, are all leaving California. So they, they, they want you to come back to California but hardly anyone's going back to California. Once you go back to California with a U-Haul, it immediately gets picked up for lots of money. You can it's it's linked to below. But yeah, the it the money speaks there. The U-Haul statistics show you what's going on. Plenty of people are getting the heck out of there. Not many people are moving into there. Can't blame you. I like being a dude who visits California when they don't when they're not in this lockdown situation. Like I'm not I'm not dealing with that ever again. But a dude like me, it's great to not uh, have to pay their taxes and just to be a guest in California, to be able to leave whenever you want to leave Los Angeles and get a good deal with the dude that you know. It's great. I love it. Don't never. I would. I don't recommend anyone buying a house in California. I don't anyone. I don't recommend anyone having a long term lease in California. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, Safedine says Safedine is perhaps of all the Bitcoiners that out there is the best when it comes to the virus, is the best. He does not hold back, okay, at all. I mean, I, I don't, but he he's much more prolific on Twitter than I am in terms of talking about this, this virus situation. I retweet every, like, when I see what he tweets out there, it's awesome. I retweet it. Here's another one from him. You guys retweeted too. We're going to endure at least another year of scientific sadism and economic social collapse because of despicable leaders and intellectuals who started this hysteria cannot admit it was all an insane mistake. And so they need to keep hyperventilating and doubling down. Yep. Some of these intellectuals and, and leaders, they're just doubling down because they can't admit they were wrong. They're not true men. A true man can say, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong about this. Okay. Um, and and let, let's, let's move on. Okay. Hey, I was wrong about, I thought Roger Ver could convince some social media company to adopt Bcash and it would pump. Okay. No, that didn't happen. And it's not going to happen. He's gone too down the toilet now. It, it's, it, things have developed. I was wrong about that. I was, I, I thought there would be eventually another Bcash pump based on his marketing skills and, uh, you know, some opportunity. Something like that could happen again. It's just too far down the toilet now, Bcash. Oh, well, I was wrong, and I can admit when I'm wrong. And that's not even a serious matter, okay? We're talking about locking down millions and millions of people. These people can't admit they were wrong. They can't. Now, I will say this. Florida, Florida, it, 
you're not, they're not locked. In. You can do anything there now. Okay. They're no, everything is open. So good job to, to governor DeSantis. I'm not going to put you on a pedestal, dude, but at least one state, you know, that he's gone with the facts. Um, he hasn't been perfect or whatever, but there you go. All the governors should do what he does. All right. There should be no restrictions anymore. If you're scared, stay freaking home. Uh, but but some are getting worse. And, okay, we talked about uh, public transportation. And, yeah, I have to list. You know, Saifedean comes to mind. Francis comes to mind. I've list, I've talked about the, the, the Bitcoiners that aren't freaked out by this, that, that haven't been freaked out the entire time. Like me, we've not changed our ways. We haven't had to admit we're wrong because we've been right. Now, there are these Bitcoin, and we have been right since the beginning. These Bitcoiners, there are Bitcoiners that were in panic prisons. Have they have they apologized for it? They can do what they want to do, okay? But I'm just saying, it, it takes a certain level of manliness to be able to admit, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry I scared you. I was wrong. Now, I wasn't scaring people because I was right. I'm saying there's nothing to be scared of if you're a healthy person. And, and you can, excuse me. All right, now. What do we have here? Southwest Airlines. I'm talking about the middle seats. Oh, one cool thing about Southwest. Well, they don't have their magazine anymore. Uh, but one cool thing, you, you open up your laptop and you get there. You get to have Internet TV. You don't get to go on the regular Internet for free. You got to pay for that. But there were all the TV stations if you wanted to watch TV. So I checked out the baseball scores. I did check. And, I, and they had movies uh, for free. And they don't have the screen built in there. They, you have to put your computer on there. I love that most airlines, well, when you're doing um, international, they have the screen. But this was not an international flight. So I, I did like this with Southwest. I think this is sort of new with them. I, I opened up the laptop and I watched the uh, the last Star Wars movie, number nine. AW stuff in it. Yeah, they're basically trying to copy the themes of the original three. Um, it was all right. I guess it was better than the seven and eight. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's silly at this point. Um, I, I, yeah, it was good to see the emperor again, I guess. I, I, I just, those original three, uh, Star Wars, Emperor, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So good. So good. And it was nice to see the, the one, you know, everybody grow old and everything kind of, but the new characters, eh, it, it's, it's just not it. It, Hey, but it was free, dude. I, I'm not. I never paid to see any of those Star Wars movies. <laughs> now, I, anyway, I was going to say something, but I don't want to. Uh, okay, now uh, what do we have here? Can't, I can't give away too much personal information here. Zaya Zaza says, "Raw Power has a question." You know, it, it's interesting. I'm glad you're telling me that Raw Power has a question. He he has watched this show so many times. And he doesn't type in Bitcoin Meister still. So I'm glad he has a, a question. Um, he, I, I can't. Okay. He says he cannot tag me using teletype. All right. So now I got to find your question, dude. I, 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 do you think it's possible to convert to Judaism and then get an Israeli passport for somebody who has no Jew? Yes. Who has no Jewish genetics? Yes. Of course it is raw power. But raw power, you're trying to be a scammer. What you're trying to do is you only want to become Jewish to uh, leave Russia. And so uh, – and I don't think – there will not be a rabbi who who gives you – who converts you 
because of that reason. No rabbi, no orthodox rabbi, if you tell them, hey, I just want to leave Russia, make me a Jew, is going to make you a Jew. So what, what I, I, I understand that Russia is a pitiful, terrible, horrible place to live. I understand that. And that you want to go to a real country like Israel. Um, but I don't think that's – a there are other real countries out there that you can get to. So trying to scam a rabbi or, or, or whatever you're trying to do, dude, and maybe you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, but to, to be truly converted to Judaism, you actually have to believe it and you don't believe it. And, and that's a no, <laughs> um, but no, anyone who is a convert to Judaism, of course can go. go. You see, Israel also, the other Israel is so lenient. They let non-Jews in that only one of their grandparents has to be a freaking Jew. And, and those aren't Jews. And that's why there are a lot of Russians that that hate Jews, that one of their grandparents or great-grandparents was, was Jewish, and they're in Israel. They're sort, they're all sorts of Russian mafia people in Israel. They're not Jews at all, but they got in um, because of the, 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 the law that says we, we give anybody citizen that can show that one of their grandparents one of their grandparents was Jewish. And I mean, we're 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 talking I yeah, there's some reaches that they got in there, but whatever, that's fine. There's all sorts of people in Israel. They're all they're illegal African. You know, if the illegal Africans snuck in there, maybe you could find a way to sneak in there. I I, I don't know. I, <laughs> but uh, don't don't try to be don't try to convert to Judaism just to, to move to Israel. If if you want out of stinking Russia, and I can understand why anybody would want out of a stinking country, um, you know, try to get go to another another, another European country that has. Some way of doing it, but it's it's uh... now. I will say this, and we're going to get into some other topics here. There, in America, there are plenty of like reformed, reformed congregations that you know. You're you're a guy like me. You, you meet a hot uh, G- uh, Gentile woman, and that this this I've done this many so many times in my life. I didn't I didn't impregnate any of them, um, and. and you know the Gentile woman wants to marry you, and the, and so and you want to show your parents that you married a Jew. So you get this reformed uh, conversion just because she wants. That is not a real reason to convert to Judaism. No Orthodox rabbi will convert you to Judaism because you want to marry a Jewish guy. That's not a reason. You have to want to be a Jew. And um, so, but the reformed and the conservative rabbis. Well, I'm not going to talk about the conservative. The reformed. There are all these movements. When you get one of those conversions, you're not a real Jew. You're not a real Jew, but um, uh, Israel probably will recognize that, though. You know, you're some guy. You, you married the hot Gentile. She she took some class at Baltimore Hebrew or Oheb Shalom or one of the uh, one of the reform ones, and they, they say you're a Jew now, and your your secular parents are happy. Oh, you married the uh, the blonde haired Jew. Oh, it's so nice. And uh, then you want to move to Israel, and, and your kids your kids think they're Jews even though they're not, and um, they, but Israel probably let them in because some reform rabbis said they were a Jew or something like that. So there's all and I, and I'm you know to the people there are some Jewish people that are watching this right now they're they're a little offended by this I'm like Adam you don't recognize the reform conversion no I don't I don't recognize it it's not you know that there's rules follow the freaking rules you have to really you know I follow the rules and um, <laughs> there are plenty of beautiful. And I've talked about this before. There are plenty of beautiful Gentile women that I've had relations with that uh, that they would have been happy to go through some song and dance like that. But that wasn't that wasn't for me. I, I 
I had to have, you know, it, real, real Jewish, real Jewish. And some of you guys are going to say, oh, it's just religion anyway. It's all made up. Okay, that's your opinion. That's great. But <laughs> so the Orthodox Judaism is this one religion that you say is all made up. Made up. That's the rules. You have to really want to be Jewish. And it's a hard, the conversion process is very difficult. It's very difficult. The, the, it's, the Orthodox rabbi does not encourage you. We do not proselytize. No Jew, whether it be reformed, whatever. By the way, outside of the United States of America, there's no real, there's no such thing as reformed Judy. There's no, we've done, in, in America, we've done all these weird secularizations of Judaism that just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in Uruguay. It doesn't exist in Israel, really, okay? It did the, the reform Judaism. It's where they have a uh, they have a choir singing. It's so weird. Um, but but most Jews that you encounter who look like me, who are what most of you guys in America encounter, they, they love that. That's what they do. They get into reform Judaism, and then what do they end up? They end up celebrating Christmas. They end up with Christian children. I mean, it's a disgrace. Um, now, do you think it makes sense to go? So yes, in my I. I I could have had one of these fake Jewish wives had, had I, I, and I'm so glad, so glad that I, I didn't, I, I could not live with myself. I could not live with myself if I did that, um, because I'd be living a lie. Do you think it will make sense to go all in for people who don't understand the math and possible technical vulnerabilities of Bitcoin? Yes, it makes sense to, to that. Yes. If they don't understand all of it to get to go, if, <laughs> if they know, if they simply get it, that it's gold 2.0. They don't need to know about Lightning Network. They don't need to know about the well, they're not, all the, the the mathematics behind the technicalities. Okay, so they should go. They should make it their major. When you say go all in, I, I don't think there's a if they were if they're saving in fiat right now. Okay, with what's everything that's going on, there's nothing wrong with going all in Bitcoin changing all their savings to Bitcoin, okay? They can still have cash on hand for expenses, but if they had a savings account, changing that, going all in with their savings in the Bitcoin, yes, they should do it, okay? There is no point to have a dollar savings account in it. You don't need to understand all the technical, you just need to understand the scarcity aspect and to look outside your freaking window and watch the debates and hear all these people promoting UBI and seeing over the years that the United States the base is 2% inflation. They're aiming at taking away 2% of your wealth every year. They're not lying about it. They're saying, this is our goal. The Federal Reserve is saying, yes, we want to devalue your savings at 2% a year. That is our goal. So I, I don't think it's wrong to, to say, wait a second, I'm going all in in Bitcoin instead of doing that with my savings. I think it uh, makes, makes great sense. And uh, I, I did that a while ago. In fact, I, I found the receipt from when I converted my IRA, uh, when I got rid of my IRA. I'm gonna, I brought it with me. I'm going to do it on a later, another show. But it was in 2014. In April of 2014, I got rid of the IRA that I had, and I turned it into cash. And obviously, that cash eventually became Bitcoin, okay? So people who are you know, trying to buy Bitcoin in their IRA – what I did was so much better than that. Got rid of the IRA and it turned into Bitcoin. Okay. And that was in 2014. And you're going to say, well, that was who did that then? Okay. Well, I knew back then, I saw what the IRA was paying me. I knew it was ridiculous 
to be get, that I'm not even going to get the money until I'm 72 or something like that. I did it at the shoppers, at the M&T Bank at the shoppers near where my grandmother lived off of Smith Avenue. I can say where my grandmother lived now because she's, you know, you can't stalk her or anything like that. But that's my grandmother lived very close to the shoppers on Smith Avenue, uh, which is a religious area. Actually, there, there's a there's like a there's a little synagogue across from there that I uh, I went to to uh, say Kaddish for my father. Actually, a, a couple times now. Uh, all right. Now, what do we have here? Let's uh, let's move on. We've talked about all sorts of issues. I didn't know we were going to talk about Judaism today, or uh, the the shop or the four hundred one or, or shoppers warehouse. Uh, this the food store shoppers. You, be careful in that parking lot. There are a lot of old ladies that drive around there. You don't know if you can get your your car hit. My grandmother drove to that 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 was where she would drive to when she was ninety seven years old. Still to the the shoppers there on Smith Avenue. So <laughs> she wasn't the only ninety seven year old either, probably. Now, uh, okay, let's see. Yeah, momentum for basic universal basic income builds as the pandemic drags on. So that is a they, they've done surveys. Pew, Pew, uh, you can it's linked to below. Okay, now I, I'm sorry it took me 49 minutes to get to this awesome part of the show. Uh, there is a guy out there now named Michael P. Sanger. I may have mentioned him before. Follow him. He is linked to below. He is. He looks to what how China has presented the virus and how yes, the the virus is real. It originated in China. All right, and even they may have been a little freaked out by it at first, but once they understood what it really was, they are smart. They are using it to their advantage to scare other countries to show other countries. That their way of doing things, their totalitarian, anti-freedom way is the way. And are they using social media to spread the word, to spread fear, to use all these unwitting 80 percenter people who don't know what they're even retweeting to follow what China wants, to follow the China line? So they're, they're of the mindset, never let a good crisis go to waste, okay? They're not... If you believe Michael Sanger and this article, this great article, I encourage all of you to read at Tablet Magazine. All right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna by promoting fraudulent data, aggressively deploying disinformation, and flexing its institutional clout, Beijing transformed the snake oil of lockdowns into science. Okay, crippling rival economies, expanding its influence and sowing authoritarian values. Well, first of all, authoritarianism is not a value, but I know what you're talking about there, uh, Michael Sanger, okay? So I this is, this is the most important part of the show, and I'm sorry I came at this late part in the show because a lot of you aren't paying attention anymore. But if you get one thing out of the show is to click on the link below, don't be an algorithm slave and you know go, go to whatever video is suggested next by uh, YouTube, which is some woman wearing a bikini or something like that. Who knows what? You learn who this Michael Singer is. You read about what China has possibly done here. Okay. Yeah. So never let an overblown crisis go to waste. And they are they're helping making it. Uh, and it it, it it wants its enemies to shut down. Its enemies. Okay. Its rivals. It wants the United States to shut down. It 
it wants people to be less productive in other countries, okay? It, and this is a great tool for them. Uh, and be defiant, people. Be defiant. Don't You don't want to be a slave to anyone, okay? And people are becoming mind slaves. If this is true, they're, they're becoming mind slaves to a, a foreign uh, entity? That's pretty disgraceful right there. Uh, I mean, being a mind slave to your own country is pretty bad, but it's a a one like this. So Xi Jinping has frequently stressed global cooperation to fight the virus. In turn, the world has started to look more like China. And we don't want the world looking more like China is a bad freaking thing. Okay, you can be a hater of the United States all you want to, but it's worse in China. Okay, We, we don't want totalitarian. We want freedom. You should want freedom. Localities introduce tip lines to report lockdown violations, and countries unveiled new fleets of surveillance drones. Chinese company DJI donated drones to 22 U.S. states to help enforce social distancing rules. Okay, Nonetheless, China's fake numbers have been paramount in scientific disclosure discourse, excuse me. By demanding elite publications repeat the Orwellian lie that China controlled the virus, the CCP has normalized that lie for Western elites to repeat themselves, exploiting China's fastidiously managed reputation and the fact that most Westerners do not yet know it as an untrustworthy totalitarian state. So, yeah, everyone blindly repeats it. Yeah, China did a great job. China did a great job. They didn't do a great job. They locked a bunch of people in their, their houses like prisons. We don't know if people are still getting it. People are getting it. Virus is going to virus, dude, okay? We've had drastic lockdowns in so many places, and people are still getting it. But they want people to say that. They, they want people to say China did a great job because the other people are like, well, the entire China way is great. They stopped the virus. So we should emulate them on everything. We should have tip lines. People have that, – that's the Chinese way. Tell on your neighbor. That's the China. That's what people are doing. It's sickening. Let's have drones. That's what China did. So what's it? Every dude, we. It's not good that people are falling for this stuff. So do they have fake meat Twitter accounts that are pumping this stuff out? Still, read this article. It's a great article. Very well researched. Uh, link to below is a rally in England. Uh, the guy is a pretty good speaker, and he says, we are the 99.99%. And that just basically means the people who aren't really affected by this. And when you think of it that way, so many more people are not affected by this than that are affected by this. So why are we, why are we doing what China tells us to do and locking down our whole economy uh, for, for such a small fraction? It's nonsense. It's, it's not that dangerous. And uh, the the sickness is not that dangerous for healthy people. It isn't dangerous for healthy people. It's been a complete overreaction, and so few people are manly enough to admit they were wrong. All right. Peter Schiff video that Andy Hoffman put out there. You can learn about Peter Schiff. You can learn from Peter Schiff about taxation, okay? And, uh, again, he's totally wrong on Bitcoin, but he makes a great point that under Biden's plan, which – it's going to court Biden's corporate tax rate could be close to 75%. Okay. In the days of serfs, when, when you, 
when you kept 75% and gave away 25%, you were a serf. So now they want corporations to give away 75% of their profits, 75% of their or revenue, whatever it is, okay? And I know there's a difference between revenue and profits. Uh, 75% of their profits, I, I believe it is. And so the, the other point the shift makes is like the people in charge, the, the people who believe in this economic fascism, they're smart. You know, they're, they're these, these sociopathic leaders. They, they want the money for, for big government. What's the better way of doing it? Saying, hey, we're socialist and having the, the government straight up control the means of production or to be fascist and have the government being silent partners with, and picking winners and losers in businesses. OK, some businesses get taxed more that some businesses have governments that are more uh, that, that are more uh, bigger silent partners in their businesses. But that's what this is, is like when, when you agree to a 75 percent corporate tax rate, the, the government is your silent partner that the, the cre- that doesn't add a darn thing. You're still controlling the means of production, uh, but the government uh, has a huge base in, in your in your company. It's sickening. We, we're been living. You know, some people call it the mixed economy. It's it's economic uh, fascism. It's been going on, and to take it to a seventy five and people love the seventy five percent corporate tax rate. Oh, those evil corporations! They deserve it. They deserve it. They have to support the poor people. No, they don't. They, they're stealing. It's horrible. It's fascism. All right. So, yes, great job, Florida. I linked to it below an article that you can read. Computing Forever, uh, his channel, he made a very good point about the virus. Think about this. If the media wasn't covering the virus, would you really know it existed? Remember, China was showing people dropping dead. That was fake. So in real life, and I've been outside in real life every single day, what would you notice? What, would you notice anything? If there weren't government shutdowns, would you know? Would, 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 no, you wouldn't know a thing. It would be like 1968-69, the flu in 1968-69 when people just dealt with it. Nobody saw anything different. They had Woodstock. They had uh, World Series. They had everything. Life went on. Is we, we you're scared because of everything that has been implemented around it. Your things look different when you watch sports, empty state. It looks because this is what people have chosen to do because they're scared. If you didn't know there was a virus, no one would be scared because there's no there's no difference. Some people would die. There'd be more. You would hear about older some older people um, that, that you didn't think they would die, but they did die. They had this new virus. Okay. I mean, you, you want to notice the thing. So it's, it's, it's a really simple point. But if the media was not covering this, would you know it existed? And no, you wouldn't know it existed. I linked to the uh, – I linked to Atlas Shrugged audiobook that you can listen to too on YouTube. It is linked to below. That's a good YouTube uh, use of your time. Play it at 2x or 1.75x. Uh, and Flixbus. I've talked about Flixbus before. I'm going to pick on them. They send me updates. They're sending me updates telling me like the pro-election updates. There are other companies doing this too. All of a sudden, 
corporations will probably because they're all in bed with the governments, you know, they, there's, they were picked as winners. They're being bailed out by the governments. So now they're making, they're telling you to vote. Like this, this is like next, next to godliness. Hey, I'll compete. Don't complain. I, I think it's disgusting when government, when the, the companies are saying, Hey, go out there and vote. Get involved. Why? It's none of their darn business. There are plenty of companies that aren't doing it, and I'll uh, I'll be down with those companies. Okay, so Flixbus, you can do what you're going to do, uh, saying go out there and vote. Oh, voting, voting is being part of, a part of marketing campaigns for companies now. Come on, dudes, it doesn't matter that darn much. It's 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 a distraction to get to make this their pastime, voting and worshiping leaders and wasting time on watching debates. So Alex Berenson. I will leave, I'll leave you with this. He's talking about the vaccine. Okay, we have some questions too. I'll check out what the questions are. He says, read this thread. Alex Berenson is great, by the way. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, read this thread. Do not take any vaccine approved under an emergency use guideline and get ready to fight any governmental main mandate or quasi-mandate through schools or businesses to take a vaccine approved this way. Here, here, Alex. Here, here. Yes, all of us. That that's it's. I don't think it's going to get to that. Where well, at least where my government, the United States government, forces people to do it because there will always be states. Uh, now you know we we had a senile. I heard you know a senile guy last night talking about. Uh, and I know the senile guy has talked about it before. Uh, Biden, that is, has talked about having a national mask mandate uh, or a, na- a national shutdown again or something. I don't think that's going to work. That's unconstitutional, but that's the road to a a forced national vaccine, of course. So be ready to fight it in whatever nation that you're in. If you're ready to fight it, if you put it out there on social media, the less likely that it will happen. I I don't foresee that happening, okay? I don't don't foresee that happening, but it's good just to say it out loud, okay? Speak your freaking minds. Be freaking unique beast. There's plenty of 80 percenters, by the way who are scared of the vaccine, no doubt about it, um, as well they should be, to take something untested. You're injecting it into your freaking veins, okay? All right, that's it. We had a lot of people chatting today. Please retweet this, spread the word. Uh, I, I will definitely be on Andrews' show tomorrow. Who knows what else you're going to get? This Week in Bitcoin, we're working on that. Please watch This Week in Bitcoin. Uh, it was great. We had a new guest on. Uh, it's, and Roman Q says, which states do you think are more likely to go their own way? Red states under Biden or blue states under Trump? Well, <laughs> red states under uh, red states under Biden. Um, the blue states under Trump won't. It, it won't be that. It won't be as noticeable. It won't be as noticeable. The, some will, some aren't going to follow the federal government, but I think under Biden, you know, he he put. I don't think Trump will do anything. So extreme that the blue states would need to rebel even. Like they're not doing – what are the blue states that are doing crazy right now that, that's that, that much different than what the other states are doing? It's, it's not that much – I mean California is pretty ludicrous. Or I mean they're letting, they're letting disturbances take place, okay? Um, but that can only go on for so long. Under – if Biden were to be in, in charge and he does a national shutdown, then you would see red states rebelling. And that's pretty darn big. That, that, that's bigger. 
and uh, and saying, no, we are not locking down. And so I, I don't see blue states doing something that extreme. They, they'll do something to, for, you know, to, to fight Trump, but it won't be to that level. So um, they'll, they'll all do their, you know, no matter who's president, the, the, the states with governors of different uh, political parties will try to get back at them. But it, it will, I, I think the, the red under Biden, it's much more likely that it'll be a bigger type. It'll, he'll have something more drastic. So the fight back will have to be bigger also. All right. That is it. I am. Uh, so, yeah, Roman Q says federal law nullification. And that's something we haven't gotten to yet. OK, so that's more likely to happen under Biden. OK, but it might, it might, it might not. All right. Uh, you should have Max X says you should have Chris Black back on. He's making videos again. Dude, I, Chris is not great at returning. Sometimes he's really good. I want him back on. I want him back on. He's not the best at times at replying to DM. Sometimes he's awesome. Sometimes he's not awesome. So I have tried to get him back on, um, but he's just – he was traveling at one point, but then he doesn't reply at one point. So, yes, Max, I agree. It would be great to have Chris Black back on. I want him back on. All right. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Uh, thank you.